Tom Dumoulin. Dumoulin is back out of retirement. Uh, <laughs> that dude, man, he had such a big engine. And he uh, he's, he's targeting the Giro. Can he make a big splash at the Giro? <laughs> <laughs> and will he have any GI issues? <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Coaches on Couches. Being Slouches. 2022 edition. Man. Now with even more couches. More couches. What say you, Dale? More couches. More couches. We'll, uh, we'll go into that a little bit more in just a second. But we have a special announcement on how you, yes, you, could win two tickets and... Mobile lodging mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to the 2022 Walmart UCI Cyclocross World Championships in Fayetteville, Arkansas. That'd be January 28th through the 30th. It's a three-day pass. Oof. We're actually be talking a lot more about that event too. Yeah. In this podcast. Yep. And we'll give all the details on how you can win that toward the end of the uh, the show here. So watch out for that. But first. I'm Coach Dale Sanford. And I am Coach Bryant Funston. We're the co-founders of BPC Performance Coaching, where we specialize in helping time crunch athletes optimize their busy schedules so they can maximize their athletic performance. Every BPC coach is trained in our five pillars coaching system that has been developed over the last almost 13 years. New year now. Yeah. Through our work with athletes of all ages and ability levels from fresh off the couch to world championship competitors. You can find out more about BPC by going to buildpeakcompete.com, checking Facebook and YouTube at buildpeakcompete, and all up on that Instagram at BPC Performance. That's all I got. Boom. We'll see you next time. Like, subscribe, hit the bell. <laughs> hit the bell. Oh, and also the podcast. You know, this is a podcast, obviously. It is. You can find us on. All the major podcasting stations. <laughs> all right, so it's 2022. Yes, sir. New year, new you, all that good stuff. Um, so they're they're like, we're starting over. We're, mm-hmm. we're excited about a lot of things for this year. So we thought that we would just kind of come on and discuss a lot of the things that we're kind of got. Yeah. Uh, the stoke level's high. Stoke is high. Stoke level's high for 2022. That was actually my New Year's resolution is to talk more hip this year. So things like stoke, full send. Well, then we are off we're to good. a great start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, the, with the podcast, we're we're wanting to be more consistent. Yeah. We're, Let's be honest. We've been in a time warp for two years now. Yeah. I think most everyone listening to this is in the same boat, right? Like... It's been two years where it was almost like Groundhog Day. You're not sure, are more events going to come back? Are they going to be canceled? Like Everyone's sort of afraid to plan anything, um, especially long-term, for fear of you know what's going to happen with, uh, with COVID and the virus and everything like that. So we feel like uh, there's light, definitely light at the end of the tunnel. Yep. There's a lot of stuff we're excited about. So new year, new focus. Yeah, we're going to be doing more podcasting. more consistent podcasting. We're going to have... More interviews, more guests on, uh, so you'll get to see more couches. Mm. Uh, we may be getting a new couch this year at some point. We'll see. Big talk. Uh, if, if anyone can see this couch uh, on the video, 
I told uh, Dale the only way this is leaving this house with my help is with a chainsaw. <laughs> it's a uh, it, yeah, it's rather large. It's, it's, <laughs> it's in charge, large and in charge. Comfy couch. Uh, yeah. So yeah, let's let's go. Just start talking. Let's go through all the things that we're excited about. I mean, twenty twenty two is coming at you. First thing, I mean, uh, our the House of Pain uh, class. Super jazz about that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, all you hoppers that are that are listening. Yeah, kudos. Best year yet. Yeah, yeah, we're stoked. We, I mean, we got over a hundred, over a hundred riders that are doing the program this year. Uh, that was a major kind of milestone goal for us was to hit a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome to get on every Tuesday and Thursday and and see you know uh, fifty seventy people on Zoom. Oh, yeah, on uh, at one yeah. time. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm super excited about that that program in general because it it brings in such a wide range of people. It's not like an outdoor group ride where you'll end up, you know, you'll have like your your A group folks that are with each other yeah. and your C folks and your D folks. You know, your different pace levels. With this, it's people of varying ability levels, varying experience levels, um, all coming together at the same time and being motivated by each other. Yeah, and uh, it's also nice, like. When you do have the the folks that are more beginners, not only do they learn so much more, but it also kind of takes you back to that, you know, where you were at when you were first starting. You know, there's a lot of stuff we end up kind of taking for granted, um, but seeing things fresh through the eyes of folks who are who are newer to this whole thing um, yeah. is is always an exciting experience. So, looking forward to seeing what that group does throughout the year, um, and and jazzed every Tuesday Thursday night when we hop on and knock out a killer session. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, have we, you know, the addition of, uh, coach Johnny Brown is, is a big one we're excited about. Um, you know, we've known Johnny for ever <laughs> known mm-hmm. since he was what, 13. Yeah. Something if, you, like that. if you're not sure who, uh, who Johnny Brown is youngest ever, uh, us pro road race national champ, uh, in 2000, what was it? 18, 2018, yep. two time U18 national champion. Um, yeah, he's back racing pro domestically here in the U.S., and we, we've got him on board. Great addition uh, to our coaching Yeah, coaching just group. the, you know, he's obviously on a very high level and yep. has trained that way for years and years and years. So mm-hmm. uh, he brings a heck of a lot of experience to the table. Yep, um, sure. So, and we're going to be interviewing him on the next podcast. So if you want to... Uh, or be sure, be sure you check that one out. Find out yeah. more about him, what he's doing, what his goals are, um, both from a racing standpoint and also from a from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, should be it should be an f- interesting season too. With uh, you know, and we'll go into a little bit more, but him getting picked up by the Miami Blazers, which is kind of a new mm-hmm. domestic team. Um, Sounds like a basketball team. It it do- well, that's I think that's the ra- I think that's the direction that uh, USA. Criterium Racing is going uh, is the to make it much more like a professional league. Are you excited about that? I'm excited about it. 2022. I am excited about it. Good. It's good. It's gonna be. It's gonna be pretty cool to watch. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, we'll dive more into kind of some of the the pro racing stuff that we're excited about, and that's one of the things for sure. I mean, regionally, you can't, you cannot not be excited about having the Cyclocross World Championships come to the U.S. in general let alone within five hours of home. 
I've told numerous people when we went in 2015, yeah. <laughs> it is the most fun I've had at a sporting event. Ever. Yeah. To this day, nothing has compared to no. cyclocross worlds in Louisville. No. And think about it. Like, if you go to, a, like a, say, a pro basketball game and you want to sit courtside to be close to these you know, athletes that you watch all the time, the highest level in the sport... It's going to cost you thousands of dollars yep. for one ticket for, you know, what, an hour and a half, two hours, two and a half hours, whatever it may be. With Worlds, you pay very little or you win the free tickets, which we're going to be talking about. And you're literally within touching yeah. distance <laughs> numerous times. If you happen to hold <laughs> up a dollar or a beer, they might take it out of your hand. They just might. Those are the people that are not on the pointy end of the race. <laughs> but no, it's so crazy to be so close. And I'm telling you, when we went uh, to Louisville, you had all the Belgian fans that showed up. Yeah. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, COVID's not going to prevent travel from Europe to the U.S. Yeah. Um, but it was so fun hanging out and watching the race with the true fanatics oh, of yeah. the sport. Remember our buddy from Oregon who wore the mm -hmm. gorilla suit? Yes. <laughs> yes. God, it was a great day. I mean, yeah, it, you will not, if you're a cycling fan, you will not have more, like, uh, you will not have more fun no. uh, and be around a just melting pot of people mm -hmm. uh, who all enjoy cycling and want to have a good time. Yep. And we've already, we've already started talking about our costumes we're wearing. We're working on our costumes now. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta be there to see. <laughs> it. <laughs> the, it like Ooh. I can talk about it all day. Yeah, it, it's gonna be such a good time, and Fayetteville is going all out mm -hmm. uh, for it, and it's a great and that small little company Walmart cool, is sponsoring. Yeah, that I mean, so there might be some decent. I don't know where they're something. scrounging out that money I don't to either. do it, but I don't. Either. You know, everything needs a sponsor. They do. Mm -hmm. All right, we could keep going on forever about yeah. pretty much each one of these, but for the point of not making this four hours long, yeah. our boy Scruggs has told us we're not allowed to have four-hour-long podcasts in 2022. He's already hitting the wrap-it-up box yeah, he over is. there. Yeah, t turn that light off. We're going to keep talking. <laughs> Moving so, on. What yeah. else are we excited about, Dale? Yeah, the, well, having the Ironman 70.3 Memphis come back again, mm -hmm. um, you know, with some better parking and, and some more food <laughs> options at the end. Like I said, they're, they're already... Uh, you know, working on that sort of thing. Uh, you know, they are a bigger company, but they do listen uh, oh, to sure, the feedback yeah. from the athletes. Uh, and they are actively asking for feedback from the athletes on how to make their events better. Uh, and Memphis has been no different to, from that. So, uh, and I'm excited about the killer tailgate that has happened on the run course. Uh, so, I mean, I might go all go in and say that was my second most fun I've had cheering an event. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I mean, yeah. So having that race come back will be awesome. Yeah, um, definitely. Now, that's you're talking about one of the biggest organizations and and something that people get so excited about um, Ironman events and the fact that that's here locally is is huge for Memphis, huge for us. We had what twenty. Three. We had twenty three from the from squad. The squad. It was, total, we had forty three athletes. Forty three athletes. Yeah, a huge thing for us. And we um, we only had one that didn't finish, and it was a very unfortunate situation with a flat tire that couldn't be fixed. Uh, but I mean, it's just it's uh, yeah. I mean, like you said, it's a huge organization. It's a show when oh, they yeah. come in and roll into town, and yep. 
uh, it's something to get really excited. Plus, it's really great for the city. I mean, I think last year they've already kind of done a bit of an economic impact study, and it was like thirteen million on a first year event during a pandemic. So who knows what well, you know with crappy weather? With crappy weather, yeah, so that's kind of the big. Who thing, knows right? what it could be on yep. a, you know normal? Yep, normal scenario. So oh, for sure. What else you got? Uh, she to see. Uh, yep. Coach Heather is doing it. For those that aren't familiar with it, Dale and I uh, this past year did a thing called Ride to Rosemary, raising money for West Cancer Foundation. Um, it was my sixth year doing it, Coach Dale's first year, but essentially it's a ride from here to Rosemary Beach, Florida. Five-day event. Um, and now there's going to be a ladies' version of that. So yep. that was a, a men's version. This is a ladies' version. Um, Coach Heather's doing it. Lee uh, is doing it. You know Some of our athletes... Um, Mickey Martin's doing it. So we've got a group of folks uh, that we coach that are doing it, but it's just going to be a, a cool thing, raising awareness, raising money and in support of a great cause. And it's not an easy, it's not an easy event, right? No, it's five, over 500 miles over five days. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it's there, you are going toward the ocean, but mm-hmm. there is, the wind usually comes very from terrain. the ocean yeah. <laughs> towards very you. Very yeah. and decent wind. Yeah. Uh, you know. And, and it's smaller this year. So first year, first tester kind of thing. Um, I think what I'm most excited about is I, I know that's something that is going to go well this year and it's going to grow. And there's a lot yeah. of really great ladies that, that are going to be involved in that in the years to come. And it, again, for a great cause. So absolutely, I like that one. There is, there is so much... Uh, Obviously, gravel has just exploded, mm-hmm. and there are so many really awesome gravels, gravel events that are happening early season, mid-year. I mean, it's gravels year-round now. I mean, it's there's pretty much no, almost no reason to not race gravel. Yeah. Uh, if you like to race a bike, yeah, gravel's a very good option for you. Yeah. So, we, you know, we've got a decent amount of people doing Mississippi Gravel Cup. Yeah, this weekend. No, you're this, headed this down Saturday. there. Yeah, I'm gonna head down. I uh, got the late the late injury. Uh, gonna do it this weekend. But it's a four event thing. Um, they're they're great. The race organizers there are ordinary epics. Is the uh, is the group putting that yeah. on? Um, they do a great job. It's an awesome kind of a more grassroots style event, uh, which is super cool. So if you're wanting to test yourself, um, that's a great one. But I mean, gravel, gravel's gravel's getting big. It's not the thing I'm most excited about personally, um, but we've got a lot of athletes that that's their that's their primary focus. And just yep. these past couple of years, I'm kind of excited to see, you know, is there going to be a shift towards even more gravel? You know, jump on the forums and the websites, and you start seeing people wondering, you know, is road dying out? Is gravel the new thing? Or is this the next great thing? Or you know, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, I've seen a, a growth in road events just in the past year. You know, so yeah. And a ton of new people who came on during the pandemic. I was doing a group ride just a couple of weeks ago, and over half the people on this sixty-person ride were folks who started cycling within the time that this pandemic started. So, a lot of new people on yeah. on bikes, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, you like earlier. I guess you got the Mid South's pretty early. Mid South big event. Yeah, that's a that's a huge one. Uh, that the event, the other event over in Bentonville, the Rule of Three, yeah, tough is, race, is a beast of a day. Tough race, yeah. Uh, and then Unbound, obviously, one of probably the most famous, I would say. Yeah, that and Mid South are kind of your two, yeah, 
SVT gravel. Yeah, that's I've, we've got multiple folks doing that one. Um, yeah, that'll be. This will be the first time I've coached anyone to yeah. that event, so I'm kind of excited uh, to to kind of go through that whole training regiment with with the folks. Much more demanding than say, or a different style of demand than like an unbound. So it's always cool when you got a different event, different course, yeah. with different demands. Um, just from a training side of things, uh, I'm excited to kind of go through that process with them. Yep. Um, but Steamboat Springs, I mean, not a bad place, a bad place. to go <laughs> to go race a bicycle. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely excited to see that whole thing. And uh, Big Sugar. Yeah, Big Sugar was a ton of fun yeah. this last year, and I'm sure that event will continue to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, gravel excites me. I mean, like you know, I do mostly do a lot of triathlon, but uh, I have I have a ton of fun uh, with gravel events because I don't feel like I have to race it. That's yes, you know? and I think that's important. And we can <laughs> we can save this for another podcast. But uh, having it's it's very h- tough as a coach to coach someone who wants to have every event throughout the entire twelve month calendar yeah. be an A race that they want fitness for. Um, having something like gravel that is for fun for training if you focus on road or having road events if you focus on gravel or having this interdiscipline kind of thing where one you take much more serious and the other use as yeah fun to build fitness for that is is awesome. Yeah. Rouge Roubaix, speaking oh, of gravel. Yes. So the, this is like the, the OG. Original. This is like the OG of of gravel. Yes. So this is before gravel was gravel. Yep. St. Francisville, Louisiana. Louisiana. Yep. Uh, hundred plus mile event. Now it's like a two hundred. What is it? They have got a two hundred k option, and then like a hundred ish mile option. But it's before when we were doing it. We were doing it on the house job. So we we're doing road tires. Yeah, twenty three c tires. Yeah. Uh, I was riding Michelin Pro Race twos last time I did it. <laughs> No flats. Last year, Mississippi Gravel Cup, I was riding 32s flat. <laughs> so my plan for Saturday at Oxford, 23 pro race twos, <laughs> bringing them out. Uh, but Rouge Roubaix, that's a great great event that was canceled for a few years. Um, but that we've got folks doing that. It's a it's a fun one. Yeah, it's 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 nice to have it back. It, to me, that's an exciting thing because it kind of to me, it kind of marks the almost rebirth or regrowth of some of the road events that ha- that have kind of come and gone. Yeah, I hope to see some of those other ones come back. Yeah, well, and that one, like the backstory, <laughs> this this could get really long. You go ahead and show us the light. Uh, the reason that one went away, as I, as you know, politics, man, was yeah. yeah they they stopped allowing rides of of uh, any group rides on the roads after a person got hit and killed instead of instead of like going after drivers for dangerous driving and hitting cyclists they made it much tougher on cyclists to be on the road and so that race couldn't go on because you weren't allowed to ride the group on the road yeah. which is ridiculous so hopefully this means that there's actually progress being made from a, a, a cycling friendly standpoint uh, in the area if not keep your head on the swivel yeah <laughs> Yeah, so you've got, uh, you know, we talked about the road calendar kind of beefing up, and then you got Joe Martin. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Martin's a, a big race in May that's also over in that uh, Fayetteville area. 
Yeah, the more we kind of talk through this, the more it uh, sounds like Northwest Arkansas is the place to be from a cycling standpoint, <laughs> yeah. right? It really is. I mean, it really is. They've put so much time and money into making that area so bike-friendly and, yeah. like, inviting mm-hmm. <laughs> to cyclists. I mean, it really have, I mean, really have done a great job over there. Yeah. One thing to mention, um, I just had an athlete send over his calendar, prospective calendar, and he's got 19 events between like this weekend and the end of june it's a lot which just shows you that he's there's more options really wants to race but (laughs) also that i mean i last year it was tough to find 19 events really so especially early in the year for those of you who are listening to this and you're like oh i don't know what's gonna happen i mean there's stuff out there and the calendar we're excited because the calendar is popping up with more and more um events it looks not not only where it was before the pandemic, but it almost with the addition of gravel and some of these smaller events that have, have popped up during the pandemic. Now there's there's all sorts of events out there for folks, which is cool. Yeah. What? Uh, so you're uh, you're a little excited about going back to the Iron Horse. I'm going back to the Iron Horse. Yep, that's where I where I first got Cut into the sport. Teeth. Cut my teeth. Yeah. Yep. I plan to train a little more than the first time I ever did it. Uh, but Iron Horse Bicycle Classic, Durango, Colorado to Silverton. Um, super jazzed to go back. They've also got multiple events. Probably one of the only places uh, in the nation where you can race a mountain bike race where they take the window out of a restaurant and you ride through the bar while people <laughs> line the bar like the Tour de France and then you they ride off a second that? story. I don't know. I don't uh, know if they've done it recently, uh, but... Yeah. As of a couple years ago, they were still riding okay. you through the bar. And they did add, did they add a gravel event? There's a gravel okay. event. Yep. Two different distances there. So I'm going to do the gravel and I'm going to do the road race. Um, it's its 50th year for this road race. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be uh, Memorial Day weekend. And I'm excited about uh, Masters Nationals. So a few folks that we're coaching. Um, I know we're also super jazzed about that, but it's going back to Albuquerque. Is it? Okay. Yeah. So familiar with the course from last year. Uh, and yeah, it's... You know, anytime you're doing a national championship, anything is, is exciting. exciting. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? There's what are you a, about, Dale? They're bringing this um, four-day multi-sport uh, festival, they call it, uh, to Irving. It's the Dallas area mm-hmm. in Texas. And it's basically four days of racing. Uh, it's all short course stuff. There's an Olympic option, but everything else is is either it's draft legal short course or duathlon draft legal or mixed relay uh racing but it's all short course like super sprint to sprint mostly um but i'm also excited about having some more draft legal options because mm-hmm. it's, it's so much fun yeah yeah to, for to sure. race on a road bike it's, are you are you you heading to that one i'm tentatively planning on doing it i have family in the in the dallas area oh perfect so yep. um and have several athletes who are um planning on going, oh. um, you know, so cool. Working on possibly putting together a mixed relay team. Oh, we'll see. I like it. And nice. then, and then obviously nationals is back in Milwaukee. That one I'm not hundred percent certain on simply because of the, the stuff at the end of the year. Um, I'll 90% going to the 70.3 world championships in St. George. So a lot, you know, stage of life type of thing. Mm. Not sure I can do all the travel 
to all the events. You're not like my athlete who has 19 events between now and uh, then. No, I, I have to pick. I have to pick, <laughs> I have to pick a little bit. Uh, be a little choosy. Yeah. Use my brownie points when applicable, uh, and yep. then regenerate those points exactly for the next one. Yep. Uh, while I'd love to go do all of the big races, uh, yeah, probably not the best idea. Probably not. No. But you've also got you've got Ironman World Championships. Uh, in St. George this year and in Kona, hopefully. Uh, so early year, St. George, they're basically the one that got postponed from Kona. They're going to move to St. George, do it earlier in the year, and then they're going to hopefully move it back to Kona in October again. Yeah. Um, hopefully. Fingers Obviously, crossed, Hawaii huh? is just very uh, conservative when it comes to COVID and yeah. stuff like that. So... It's been tough to to get that yeah that event off the off the ground out there, but hey, we'll keep our fingers crossed there. Yeah, but like other than that, we have like athletes doing all kinds of stuff this year. I mean, we've got people training for hundred mile ultras, first time Ironmans, several people going after Boston qualifiers. EQs, baby. I mean. Uh, I we I get excited about people having b- big lofty goals, yep. uh, you know. So we've got a lot of that going on. You yeah, right got some now. folks doing the Senior Olympics cycling events yeah. this year, so we got a couple folks doing that. Um, yeah, it's, it's the crazy the range of folks, right? From hundred mile running events to five k time trials yeah. at the Senior Olympics. So uh, and then everything in between. And we we actually took some inventory. On the socials. Yeah, we asked you guys about what you were excited about. And what are you excited about? Just a few of the ones real quick. Joe Martin. JMSR. Yeah. Joe Martin's uh, Memphis and May try actually happening in May. Not the Memphis and May in August. No. No, no, no not in the sauna. <laughs> uh, you know, Kona, obviously people are excited about that race. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens uh, in the two different uh, courses, mm-hmm. both very difficult cor- courses, but uh, different times of the year, obviously. Yep. Uh, Masters Road Nationals, you already mentioned that. Yep. The Mid South, uh, a lot of gravel, the uh, Gravel Locos, um, and then Rooted Vermont, which is this, another pretty, pretty uh, difficult gravel event. Are there any routes? This big. Uh, Are there any routes to traverse? Ted King's uh, ah, home. Gotcha. Home front there. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so I mean, there's just I work, there's a lot going on, a lot yeah. coming back, a lot going on. So we're excited about all of that, all that stuff. Oh, for sure. And then, and then there's and then there's pro racing. Yeah, most you know, that's just the local stuff, just, right? That's just local. <laughs> that's just our athletes, you know, getting uh-huh. out and and throwing down and and you know setting big goals and going after them. Not even just to mention what's happening in the in the pro world. Yeah, so we'll be quick on this pro 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 cycling stuff. But we'll here's well, I'm going to start with the pro cycling. Famous last so, words. Some of my see. questions, uh, things I'm excited about, and some of these questions are from unanswered stuff from last year. But all the classics, I just love classics racing. Yeah. If you're not familiar with classics, that's the one day stuff, much longer, usually a lot worse conditions yeah. um road surfaces uh always excited to see those my favorite being strada bianchi uh love that race the three grand tours uh so you've got a ton of these 
like top level folks. And some of them are starting to like, instead of everyone just going after the Tour de France, which has happened in the past, now you've got folks that are, you know, trying to go through all three here. Um, yeah, so there's going to be competition of, in each, each one. I'm excited to see them kind of back in their normal, hopefully in their normal like time of year uh, versus like the compact season. Exactly. That kind of threw a wrench into a lot of, you know, a lot yep. of people's training. I mean, it's how hard is it to train for three grand tours, you know. In a two-month span? Yeah, and that's why a lot of people didn't make <laughs> yeah. more than two of them. Yeah, plus you had the Olympics, plus you had, like, there's so much yeah. that was happening. So, I'll, like I said, we're going to be quick. Can Tade Pogacar be defeated? He's won two in a row. Looked unbeatable. I think the big question is, can Primoz Roglic... Roglic? Roglic? <laughs> actually stay on his bicycle. If he can, I think There's he can a make chance. a big run at Tade. If he cannot, I think Tade's shown he's the elite climber and he can time trial. So, um, Tom Dumoulin. Tom Dumoulin? Dumoulin is back out of retirement. Uh, <laughs> that dude, man, he had such a big engine. And he uh, he's, he's targeting the Giro. Can he make a big splash? At the Giro. <laughs> and will he have any GI issues? <laughs> a big splash. Go ahead and... In his bibs? Go ahead and Google Tom Dumoulin and <laughs> pooping at the Giro. Uh, can Cavendish pass uh, Eddie Merckx as the all-time winningest Tour de France uh, stage winner? I don't know. We'll find out. Vanderpoel. Matthew? Yeah, uh, yeah. He just hasn't been the same after yeah. the uh, the Olympics. And we talked. We were we went on the other day about like why did he even decide to race the mountain bike race in the Olympics? Yeah, this was a conversation Dale and I were having at lunch. We're like, he's essentially been hurt since the Olympics. Yeah, and he's been keeps. So he's in that stage. You're a pro athlete, and you're getting paid to ride your bicycle. You're the top cyclist in the world. If you start looking at every discipline, he's the top dude. Like he was winning mountain bike events, World Cup races. He was winning cyclocross. Cyclocross. He's two. What? He won two in a row. I think he's won four. Could be wrong there. Three or four world championships. Yeah. I mean, he's top cyclist. Decides to go and do the mountain bike after not mountain biking much. Does the mountain bike event? Does a front flip? Lands on his back. And now it's like a rush to get back racing, right? And each time he rushes it, he's his back's flaring up. And uh, rumor has it he's going to be sitting out the rest of the early season in hopes of being back yeah. by the Spring Classics. Um, so that's I'm hoping he's back sooner. But so who the, like uh, I'm well I'm excited to see uh, who emerges as the top Belgian. Yeah. I kind of want to see the the drama between Wout van Aert and Remco Evenpool. <laughs> I just want to say the names. I just want to say names. Yeah, so crappy. Yeah, let's hear yours. I want to see you coming, uh, Danny. I, that's why I don't do it. A uh, little bit of feuding between those two after the World Championships. So old Remco, the young punk, coming up, <laughs> trying to be the top dog. Saying I'm coming after you? Uh-huh. He uh, essentially said they shouldn't have ridden for Wout. They should have ridden for him at the World Championships, and he would have won. 
skips the post ride meeting. Mm. Uh, so there's some there's some drama. There's mm. some tension there. I want to see if Wout's going to come with a big hammer on Remco. Not a baby hammer. Not a baby hammer. He's coming with a big one. Uh, Alaphilippe. So second year in a row where he's going to be wearing that that rainbow world champ jersey. He mentioned the pressure of wearing it and how much how how daunting it was. You've heard other people talk about it before. Um, he wins it again. So I'm curious to see. Is he going to go back to winning all kinds of events, or is the weight of the rainbow jersey? Yeah, there just hasn't been too many people that have that have gone back to back. Yep. But yeah, we'll see. And then more locally here, Johnny B. That's what I'm. I'm. I love super, our local folks. Yeah, I'm semi local. Super excited about uh, watching the domestic pro cycling uh, season unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, just with the what's going on in in criterion racing right now and then also like you said having having a ton of kind of uh local cyclists who we kind of grew up either knowing or racing against or whatever both yeah uh you know racing in the domestic pro world a couple of them on the same team now Mm -hmm. johnny or not johnny nathan johnny's brother nathan nate brown and uh and stephen bassett yep on, on the same team at rally so that's exciting to kind of see the two Tennessee kids uh, race mm-hmm. together there. And Tanner Ward, I'm counting him. He's one of the nicest, yeah, most quiet, like humble yeah. dudes. Uh, super strong, super strong guy. Yeah. Uh, but he's he got picked up by a pretty pretty big domestic team this year. Um, he was racing with First Internet Bank. Won a bunch of races last year. Won the last gravel uh, Belgium waffle ride in Kansas. Um, really excited to see what he does. And Seth Ryder, man, I'm. <laughs> so if you're if you're listening to this podcast for the first time and are unfamiliar with any of these names, Jonathan Brown, Stephen Bassett, Tanner Ward, Nathan Brown, Seth Ryder, these are kind of our. They're all regional, our local folks. Local Put them on your radar. Yeah, Put them on your radar this year. I mean, I you know I know I probably sound like a fanboy, but you are just the just the uh, just seeing him and knowing him from you know, basically a preteen <laughs> and seeing him rise through the ranks and just do the work and not, not be the one, you know, whoring himself out on social media and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, he's just, he's literally just doing the work, getting stronger, yep. learning, adapting, adjusting, and he's reaping the benefits now. And, you know, it was, to me, it was made very clear during the super league season last, this last year. And, uh, I'm excited for Super League to come back. Even the arena games with Super Leagues is is pretty pretty uh, fun to watch. And uh, but yeah, if you're someone who's not into triathlon, watch those. Yeah, I mean that's short, compact, exciting. A lot happening. Uh, super exciting. There's, to watch. Yeah, there's some things in the like twists and turns and stuff mm-hmm. like that in the races that uh, can change. You know, the 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 race can change at an instant. That yep. sort of thing. So. Yeah, super. Uh, I'm super excited about Super League. Uh, Collins Cup. You're super excited about Super League. I'm super excited <laughs> about Super League. Uh, Collins <laughs> Cup. It was pretty cool to watch last year. I'm sure they'll, you know, improve it this year. It's it's cool that they can like match up. They have the choices, kind of who who matches up in the heats. So there's basically like three three racers go off together, and <clears throat> it's all you know country based or area region based and stuff like that. And um, so I'm I'm interested to see who 
or excited to see who gets into Collins Cup this year for one. But I would love to see is this kind of like the Ryder Cup in golf. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same idea. And so I would I would love to see Daniela Reef, Taylor Nib, and Lucy Charles go head to head in in their heat. And then if you could get Gustav Eden, Christian Blumenfeld, and Jan Ferdino in in one heat, that would be epic. It would be more epic if you'd have used an accent as you went through those. <laughs> I, I, you know, I haven't nailed down the Norwegian accent yet. <laughs> I'm working on it. Let us know if you want more accents <laughs> or fewer in the comments. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with basically two Ironman World Championships this year. Because, one, you've got people like Blumenfeld, who are, who's been dominant and shown that he can do any distance and crush it. Yeah. Uh, so, but you've got two different courses at two different type, times of the year. I think St. George favors the Norwegians. Uh, so that's, you know, but Kona, you know, if Kona comes back next year, you, you the, the heat and humidity and the conditions there are just something else that you have to prepare for, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, Word still out on if uh, the 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 people who live in the mountains, uh, you know, in this train in the snow and the ice half the year, you know, can really handle that those type of conditions. Yeah, uh, we've seen obviously Ferdino can do it, and several of the other top pros are capable of standing on that top step, but maybe not don't have the overall fitness that. Blumenfeld and Eden do so. We'll see. I mean, I mean, that's why they play the game. They still, right you know, now. those guys still have a lot of room to grow in the Ironman distance to begin with. So, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see what happens in both those races this year. You know, and it's it's just in the pro ranks in general. Like you've got a lot of people that are have shown in the last couple of years that they're they can be really really good and possibly dominate in years to come a lot of young people you know you got sam long who is going along with sam long has gotten so popular in the last few you know couple years because he's on social media like all the time and he's very outspoken and nobody loves sam long more than sam long that's true so so uh you know the question is well will he make another leap this year in his fitness i mean it kind of seems like he was burnt out a little bit after this last season because he just raced a ton and he trained a ton uh you know he was constantly being accused of overtraining all the time and uh you know just from some of his social media stuff toward the, after the season was over he was just like seemed like he was cooked done yeah you know and it's like lionel sanders what what's going on with Lionel? That's a good question. The question is, is Lionel plateauing, or is everyone else just really making big gains? You know, he's getting a little older. He's but he's still, you know, he's got this idea now that he just needs to put in more training hours. Um, but we'll see. I'm Time excited to see what happens. Time will tell. Um, you know, and then you've got uh, the, these other folks that are they're putting in the work uh, like. Uh, you know, one of my favorites is Rudy Von Berg. He's, uh, he's come like come up pretty quick. He's, uh, made some big gains this last year, you know, sh- showed himself in several, several races. Uh, you know, he's just, 
just seems like a true underdog story, really, Rudy. <laughs> he's just kind of, you know, if he can put a few more pieces together, he's he's right there on the top set. Um, you know, and then just watching what happens with the Norwegians, and uh, I'm curious that who's going to emerge in the women's category. Will Lucy keep dominating? She proved prove herself this year to be able to do pretty much any distance, uh, you know. And then you've got people like, you know, uh, Jackie Herring and Ellie Salthouse and all these ladies who are just crushing it. Mm-hmm. Um, we just need to get them all in one race, like, and just see what happens. It's just we haven't had an opportunity because of the world championships not happening yeah. to see all these ladies and men in a race together. Um, and then the the thing that excites me more than anything is that you've got all these people coming through ITU and they're getting super freaking fast. Mm-hmm. And then when they transition to long course, they're immediate contenders. Yeah. Uh, so who, who knows who could be the next kind of dark horse in long, in long course racing uh, when somebody just decides to make that leap from, from ITU racing. So do you have a pick? I don't know. I mean, it just well, depends on, What's that? I said that's why it's the dark horse, right? Yeah, I you have no idea who. No. Like, you you would figure it's the people that are kind of nearing the end of their ITU career, but who knows? There's been a few people, um, you know, like Jason West who won seventy point three Memphis. He's an ITU guy. You really didn't hear about him very much, and then when he's he comes to race seventy point three distance and he's crushing it yeah because the dude runs a freaking 108 <laughs> off the bike yeah i mean <laughs> it's crazy it's insane so yeah. you know i'm excited to just see you know all these guys and gals develop yeah in, in the next year so i mean that's how we went on and on here but there's just a lot of things to be excited about mm-hmm. you know i've got one last one which kind of segues into the last thing we wanted to talk about which was that giveaway yeah um the cyclocross worlds U.S. has one of the top cyclocross racers in the world in the women's category, Clara Hansinger. Yep. Um, I'm really excited to see how she does. She tends to do well in a kind of a muddy, hard, big power style course. Um, so if needed, we might have to sabotage the course with some, <laughs> with some water, some mud. I mean, if, if, it, if, if things happen like they did in Louisville... I mean, we're polar plunging prime time. Yeah. Like that year it, it snowed. Yeah. It was muddy. It was nasty, but it was so much fun. Yep. <laughs> so much fun sitting on the sidelines. Yep. Watching so I'm, people suffer. I'm super excited to, to be there to see that. I'm hoping Matthew Vanderpool uh, hears that Wout's not coming and he says, okay, I can win with a bad back. And he shows up. That'd be nice. Even if it might delay the rest of his season, uh, be the best man that never was. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into this giveaway. Yeah, so uh, w- we have partnered. With, yeah, we have <sighs> with this awesome company. It's called... been two years in the in the in the works. Yeah, chatting with these guys. Yeah, bunch of punks to deal with. But, We've uh... partnered with this company called Adventure Rig Rentals, mm-hmm. and uh, w- so we're partnering with them to give away two tickets, two, two three day passes to the Cyclocross World Championships in Fayetteville, Arkansas, January 28th through 30th, plus a pull-behind trailer 
that will contain a nice cozy mattress, so heat, cozy. and or air conditioning, because you never know what the w- weather is going to be like. Never know. Uh, so you have lodging and uh, tickets for the whole weekend. And uh, yeah, we're going to give those away via social media. So you just basically watch out for the posts. We're going to be posting on both pl- uh, both accounts. Should we mention that we also own Adventure Rig Rentals? Is this, uh, a, is this an ethical dilemma right now? I don't know. Scruggs. <laughs> ethical? <laughs> no? All right. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, full disclaimer. disclosure yeah. here. We, we own we, both companies. Yeah. Um, but we are going to be posting on both accounts. Uh, you know, it's going to be kind of a, a like, share type, mm-hmm. type of thing. And um, we'll be picking out uh, people at random uh, random drawing for the tickets and the the trailer uh, rental trailer. So uh, watch out for those posts because they're coming ASAP. Mm-hmm. And uh, we hope to give those away before probably not the next episode. We'll kind of announce it. But the next one, we'll talk about uh, who's going to get them tickets. It's going to be cool. fun. It's going to be awesome. And we'll be there to give you high fives. Or if uh, if you have any, we can even deliver. We can even hand deliver the tickets to you at the event because we'll be there with you. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's all we got. That's all we got. 2022 started. Yeah. Be sure to like, subscribe. Let us know if you have questions. If you have topics, we we wanna we wanna answer it. So coach or couch coach at buildpeakcompete.com. And if you haven't picked up your baby hammers, <laughs> she come and grab those. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out, listening, watching. We will catch you guys next time. Adios. Peace.